Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So this is looking like it might be a timely question for a certain uh, team in the state of Colorado. Uh, if you're looking for an, uh, if you're a team looking for a goalie, which goalie would you choose first, Mark Andre Fleury or Tuka Rask? I guess I'll go first. Um, Fleury, because even though Fleury is older by a couple of years. Uh, Flurry has been playing, and Rask has not, so far as I know, this season. So, if you want to um, have a goalie do their own little preseason while you're in the middle of the regular season, uh, go ahead and go with Rask. But I would think I'd go with Flurry at this point. <laughs> what she said. I mean, and I'm I. I adore Tuka Rask. Um, I think he's been the butt end of a number of Boston Sean's. Um, and and if I don't know, <clears throat> Fleury has not played horrible the last few weeks. Looks like they're kind of finding some sort of a groove. So just just because he's been playing. You know, Tuchel will probably come back and shove it in everyone's face, but good for him if he does. Yeah, I mean, if it's after the after the Olympics, and at this point he'll probably play be playing in the Olympics, whether or not uh, the NHL is, because he's not currently with an NHL team. Um, then that's another story. But you know, specifically like Colorado needs a goalie um, like yesterday, so. <laughs> Um, I would go with Flurry. And you wouldn't trade for Carey Price if you were Joe Sackick? Because that seems to be one that people love to spout. Because Lord knows, you know, Colorado and Montreal love trading gold Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, given that Jeff Gorton is now Montreal's GM in um, everything but title, because they're going to be one of these new fancy organizations that, you know, obscures or blurs the line with job titles. He just won't talk to the press. Um, He's not eating 50% of that contract. No, that'd be the only way um, Joe Sackick would enter the chat. Yes. Um. Maybe they have a conversation about Jake Allen as a stopgap, but uh, I we're three for three on this. I think Flurry is the obvious answer. I think I think Tuca's a fun uh, is a fun card to play for certain teams. Uh, I'm going to look at you, Winnipeg Jets. Mm. Uh, future American Heat. Well. Not, yeah. No, he's not going to the Olympics. But uh, I was going to say a uh, potential American hero, uh, Connor Hellebuck, uh, needs a few more nights off. And uh, spots in the Central are kind of up for grabs, given that I have no idea where Western Conference wildcards will be pulling from. 
you could say it's going to be four and four, three and five, any combination. I'd be like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, checks out because uh, nothing makes sense right now. That Other could apply than... to so many things. <laughs> I was going to say, least of all, Jeff Jeff Gordon's French. Mm. Um. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we ready to go there? I I have to because uh, that was. I, uh, full marks for trying, but dude, I mean, you, you've never affected a French accent, even when talking to women, because that just literally sounded like, you know how if you listen to bad music, like people intentionally being bad, you can still hear it, it, they're trained musicians because there's, you know, you can't. It, there, there's an art to being bad. Um, you can you can tell people that know how to play their instruments when they're playing badly versus people that can't play their instruments. There's there's there is a sonic difference. That sounded like a professional voiceover actor intending to do a bad. French reading, you know, avec Montreal, Canadian. I mean, they're, you know, Les, it's just, oh, it was so painful to hear. But it could have been, it could have been a a whole Dick Van Dyke, uh, uh, Mary Poppins Poppins scenario otherwise. Oh, you're saying that it it wasn't a good Cockney accent. Right, chuffed it is. (laughs) <laughs> it was just uh, he can't be that much older than me which means he grew up with the looney tunes which means he knows peppy le pew which me uh, you know as insensitive as it was and or is you had to have oh, you know you've done your peppy le pew come on <laughs> days canadian hockey club do montreal oh, avec come on, the guy is Boston, all right? Of course he's going to, like, intentionally butcher, like, the French when he's, like, in Montreal. I think it's ingrained. You can't get out of it. It's like when you grow up in Washington and and you just can't take anyone from Idaho or Oregon seriously. You just you just don't grow out of it. <laughs> you just No matter if you move there, you're just looking around going, why the heck am I here? And who the heck are all these, like, bozos? You know? <laughs> you just can't. It just had that. It just had that intentionally bad, like I'm gonna butcher this, intentionally so they never ask me to do it again. I was gonna I say, is he it. playing the long con here? Because if he is, good for him. That's so that's what it sounded like. <laughs> you know, it honest to God, it sounded like. Okay, you know what? Ah, I hate talking to the press to begin with. They want me to do it in two languages. I am going to make sure they never ask me to speak in French again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's in that realm of performative garbage, like having to write, you know, two screens worth of notes on your phone when you're drafted by a team or traded by a club or just all the stupid stuff where half the press says, what a classy move. I'm just like, oh, this oh, is same so worthless. fans. Thanking the fans for all the years and this organ. Some of sometimes they're genuine. Yes, but it's just but, like uh. I know. Avec du Canadian 
Montreal. I mean, it was just brutal. And clearly, whatever course his wife picked out is just pure French and not the Quebecois. The joie. Yeah. It's so clear he never watched cartoons. (laughs) I mean, he's from Boston, so yeah. He's probably doing exactly what you're saying. He was probably butchering it intentionally so he wouldn't be asked to do it again in front of the press. <laughs> you know, it's like, and and I'll just say hi because I know they're hacking our stream. Hi, Jeff Merrick. You know, it's like when Jeff says, I'd like to see how far into Montreal I can get before everyone just says, stop it. Oh, and starts did, speaking does he English. say that? Does yes, he say constantly, that? constantly. Like, like five times last week? Yeah, constantly. Te- technically, <laughs> I only heard, heard that story twice last week. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's like, okay, 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 just, I'm, I'm going to ask you to stop now. <laughs> We're just going to speak English. Please don't ever try that again. <laughs> I mean, you know, going back to your music analogy, the only reason or the biggest reason you can, you can tell that someone who is musically inclined is butchering something is because they don't touch the time. Right. Right. If you have bad timing and you're butchering something, then it sounds more realistic. Yeah. But when but, it's set to the tune of a metronome, then then you know that they're they're like butchering it intentionally. And so because most people who who do music don't think about messing up the time as well as hitting the bad notes once once the clock once you've built the clock inside you you can't unbuild it no matter what you try and do i can i've done it it's fun but i i I do it because i've had years of playing prog right prog rock so you know shifting 13.8 to 4.4 and screwing Uh, both up is just easy i love doing that that too i love doing that to you Six, eight time is the worst, but I mean, that hurts. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, it's like when somebody, somebody's butchering the language, if they were really trying, it wouldn't just be mispronunciation. They would be trying to do it in a cadence other than the language they speak in, right? If they're learning it and they're trying to like do it right, they're trying to do it in the cadence, the time of the language, you know, so like French, it's like the last syllable of many words is, is what's, uh, at, especially at the end of a sentence is what's emphasized and not in English. And so, you know, that's how you tell that they're, or that's a big tell in how a lot of people are actually trying, but are accidentally butchering things anyway. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if he really wanted to butcher something, he, well, I don't think he stated the name because the question was presented to him. Patrick but he could have said, said Patrick Roy. Just lean into it. You can't get, you can't get away with that, though. No. That's the yeah. unfortunate one. There's, there's, he, there's that line you can't cross. You can run up to the line by butchering the language, but... Mm, Butchering it with the intent of mocking Patrick Waugh by saying that Pat Roy guy. Um, it could be June. He could be sitting with the Stanley Cup in his hand that his team just won, and he still couldn't do it. No, he couldn't, and that's and that's that line, right? Yeah. It, there's, there's an endearing line that he just ran into and ran right up to the very edge of it 
and everyone was just like, "Oh, he's trying." And then if he said Pat Patrick Roy, that would have been like, "No, that's not funny." You know? Yeah, that it's would like have been the, the uncanny valley. That would have been the huge giveaway that he was mocking everybody. Yeah, that's the uncanny value of the French language. <clears throat> funny, funny story. My mother was a long time ago when she was in a um, doing a business meeting up in Canada. A guy came in and said his name was Patrick and handed her his business card. And she looked at it and said, oh, your last name is Wah. And he said, you know how many people mispronounce that? How do you know that? She says, my, my son's a big hockey fan and he loves Patrick Wah. And he's like, oh, my goodness. Thank God somebody finally knows how to pronounce my last name. And I'm just I'm sitting there going. There, you met a guy named Patrick Wah who wasn't Patrick Wah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I hope it's a situation. Well, no, it most likely was a situation where it's a coincidence and not something his parents thrust upon him consciously or otherwise. No, because he would have been older than the goaltender at that. Yeah, point. I was going to say it depends on the age right. of the person. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this is this, is, you know, it's it's kind of like you know Phil and Ray Bork. Oh, they're brothers. Nope, not even related. <laughs> Just like I will never name my children um, uh, Robert or Bobby, and we're not going to live uh, in the city of brotherly love because of it. Yeah. Now, two decades from now, you could probably get away for way with it, given the way uh, state of affairs of that team is going. <sighs> my poor baby starter heart. My poor baby bear. Yeah, he's not even going to be the starter for Canada now. And he is just playing so wonderfully. Martin Jones is playing very, very well. And I am here to see it because it just tells you when you when you throw garbage in front of a a player in, you know, certain Bay Area towns, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, the Schadenfreude for watching the Sharks fan base react to seeing his goals against average and GAA and all Which, those stats is yeah. just, it's <clears throat> I love my Sharks friends, but sometimes they earn a little Schadenfreude moment. Mm-hmm. Which to circle back, uh, Mark Andre Fleury has above average numbers. Finally, I saw that. It's it's yeah, it's, so it's, it's thrilling. They've got a real Sophie's Choice there in Chicago, don't they? Yeah. So he keeps, play, he keeps playing like this. We can make the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I know, but they're they're gonna trick themselves into thinking that. You know they are. Oh, I know. Hope springs eternal, and it comes back and bites you in the butt. <laughs> or does Darcy Kemper become the new Jocelyn Debo? Probably not, but Thibault. only because we heard his name at nauseum this past week as well. But he can only take the job after Patrick Waugh quits it. Whatever said job must be. How is this going to work? Is Patrick Waugh going to rattle the the windows in the press box or the, the manager's box? 
on his first game as general manager? I mean, how is he going to get to the opposing team's GM to, to let him know that he's infuriated? Mm. Well, he has two options. Um, he can strategically place those boxes right next to each other and just have, like, dividing glass. Like, it's one big sweep, but he splits it into two. Or he can go after the coach by taking over the between-the-bench spot and claim that as his office during games. Now he'll lurk in the hallway behind the bench. Mm. Patrick was a lurker. Come on, you know he is. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't belong anywhere near the general manager's chair. Let's just cut to the chase. And he knows it. He's just, he's giving all his friends in the press something to work with. I and it's ego. I mean, you know, like <laughs> Patrick Waugh, ego. I know, Stop. right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, it's mostly ego. It's like Patrick Waugh's looking around, going, "Finally, a job worth my talent." <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's like, uh huh, sure, yeah. What did Colorado have to say about that again? Wait. <clears throat> Oh, he's got no business. I, uh, yeah. What are the What are the Rampart doing? I only, I haven't even bothered to look. I <sighs> I've been so far. You could tell me anything junior hockey related right now, and I would believe you because it's just one of those years. Uh, they're currently third place overall. Hmm. 16 wins. Yeah, 16 wins. Uh, Surprisingly, they've only scored 92 goals in 25 games. Yikes. Only. Yeah, what the hell are they doing up there? Well, here's the weird thing. Uh, The team with the most goals for at the moment, 101 in 25 games. That seems a little low. I mean, a four goals per game average. Hmm. That's so. So what you're saying is a is a KMJHL is is starting to uh, develop defenders because <laughs> they sure as heck aren't aren't well. They haven't like really developed goaltenders in a long time. Hey, you know, it's like they gave like... up after. It's like they gave up after uh, Brodeur, huh? Everything's cyclic. Yeah. Yeah. It's cyclical. Yep. Time is a spiral. Space is a curve. And Alex yeah. Ovechkin is just breaking the laws of everything. So here's here's an interesting question. And I and I, I don't want to phrase this so we get into like a geopolitical discussion about it, but too late. <laughs> But with the current situation going on in Eastern Europe, uh, current military situation going on in Eastern Europe, um, if that escalates like certain governments believe that it will, mm-hmm. uh, will he be allowed back in the United States next season? Let me answer your question with a question. Is he going to leave the United States? 
during yeah, his I mean, off season. That 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 was the other thing I had was well, you know, is he aware enough that he recognizes that maybe he shouldn't? Let me ask your question with another question that follows up a question. Has he gotten his U.S. citizenship? Mm. He's been here long enough. Yeah, I don't know. Oftentimes you'll see that to make things easier for travel and other such benefits, they will um, apply for citizenship in that country. Mm-hmm. So long as it doesn't, <clears throat> and you know, and I think they still have the laws that say so long as you don't vote in this country, you're still eligible to vote in your native country. And then, well, there's also, I mean, if if he doesn't have citizenship, then, and I don't know if this has changed in recent years, but if you're coming into the United States on a green card, then you have to go back to your home country for a week, once a year, before you can come back again. Which is generally fine because so many of the players return home for the off season, right? For for a couple months, so that's not you know. That's usually not an issue, right? No, yeah, a lot of them it's not a big deal. But <clears throat> I see what you're saying. I don't believe. <sighs> okay, we're not going to turn this into a geopolitical discussion. <laughs> see. <laughs> I don't I I don't I don't think he gets any I don't think he gets any I don't think he gets anywhere near that situation meaning that it would not impact his you know his ability to play in subsequent seasons should anything you know so yeah, I mean it, sanctions and you know no It was more of an open-ended kind of thing cuz I mean obviously we don't have any answers to this you know, um, and I mean, the same goes with the players in the KHL, right? It's like any Americans happening to be playing in the KHL, are they going to be able to go? Are they going to be able to leave at the end of this season or go back at the beginning of next? You know, so so I it's don't just, see I don't see travel restrictions coming into this. Yeah. You know, it's this is it's the posturing is just going to be ridiculous. You know. And unlike, go ahead. That was just, it's sanctions. It's, you know, it's that, it's slamming your shoe on the table at the UN, and that'll be about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to hope, but. Um, the economies in this world are too interconnected for anyone to risk losing the marketplaces of anyone else. There's, you know, there's these little regional things are just going to constantly happen and everyone else is just going to slap wrists and, you know. Let them. Kind of, yeah, you know. Don't do that again, you know. If you do, we're going to withhold aid money or we'll we'll withhold, you know, we'll put a, a tariff on your your lowest, you know, value export. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 days of closing borders for that kind of stuff, I think, are long gone. I'm I, not entirely convinced of that, but I mean, you know, 
I respect your opinion. <laughs> Are okay. So at the risk of completely going off the rails here, are you, as Russia, going to shut off the United States as an economic trading partner in this in this day and age? Yes. You think you can survive? Yes, that's that would be consistent with the Russian character. Yes. That's where we'll disagree then. Okay. I mean, there's an arrogant man in charge of their country. Anything could happen this day and age. So, um, see, I I do think Ovechkin is. He doesn't really dabble in any of this, but he's a smart enough person to know what he needs to do to get by because you know he's been criticized publicly for quote unquote supporting. Uh, Vladimir Putin, but he's also an individual who lives there and, you know, they have to do their quote unquote military service and he still has family there. He just seems to be a person that knows how to play the game and get by without being dragged into the conflicts. So him having to go back, I, I would never see as an issue. Whereas, you know, players of other regard or U.S. citizens that are currently over in Russia. Those might be different discussions for a different day. See, okay, so so my, my question was less about Russia's side of things and more about the U.S. side of things. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it works so, both ways. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Don't talk to uh, Brad Marchand about any of this. Thanks, <sighs> nice segue. Yeah, <laughs> I had that once sitting ready to go. I'm so torn on that whole thing. <clears throat> I get that Panarin felt his family was in danger and had to go do something about it. And that was probably not the best joke to make. But if that's literally all he said, and that, I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's there's no win here for either side, to be honest. I mean, there's more of a, okay, no, that's not true. There's more of a win for no. Panarin's side, but. Yeah. Well, especially from Panarin's side, his, uh, the equivalent of a $14 fine adjusted for the average person's salary uh, to throw your glove at another player, well worth it. The act itself shall live in infamy as one of the best <laughs> displays of 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 infuriation at another opponent at, at an opponent on the other bench. That is that is the the benchmark of pettiness of, of, of absurd pettiness. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a half step shy of you know you've besmeached my honor, sir. <laughs> I shall see you at morn. I shall see you on the morn with muskets, you know. Slap you across the face with my uh, gauntlets. I. 
Mm. Real international flavor to the week that was <laughs> in in this North American <clears throat> semi, <clears throat> uh, I mean, professional uh, sports league. A French Canadian playing for a U.S. based team insults a Russian playing for a U.S. based team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good old hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dumbest, the dumbest sport we're all addicted to. Mm-hmm. But hey, let me tell you, last night, the amount of games that avoided the shootout in three-on-three overtime, that was fun. I'm going to take your word on it. My kid was up late. I was just flipping between different things just to overload his brain and get him to go to sleep. And it worked. Why is there no red zone channel equivalent for the NHL? You mean like ice surfing? Kind of. So, all right, I'm going to pose this question. There's a certain individual in the, um, let's just say, the hockey Twitter sphere who uh, has a little bit less uh, hockey responsibility coming up, who works for uh, a rights holder who might actually be fun on a, I don't know, hop around the league on ESPN Plus type program. They'd never let it happen. Mm Mm-mm. Because they don't know how to get. They did one episode of the show with with said person and Arda Ocal. That was fun. Mm -hmm. And has there been another episode since? No, because as I've heard, it's college basketball season. Wait till uh, February. Well, what the hell does that have to do with the price of rice in China? I don't know. This is probably the same discussions on why TNT only wants to show 10 p.m. games, which, to their credit, they're picking a lot of Oilers games, and I am here for it. But with, which, if I may interject and, and tangentially slide into everyone's DMs, I think some of that's also a big middle finger to NBC, who who wouldn't put on a Canadian team if they had a gun held to their head. Mm. Well, wasn't that part of their contract, though? No. No? That was 100% pure choice. Oh. Because they they did not want to spend the money to send a crew on site to do the games. Even if it was a skeleton crew and they just piggybacked someone else's signal, which is what a lot of them do anyway, they wanted nothing to do with sending a crew. And you'll see that anytime you know they would do a double header, they'd always pick up a feed from one of the two regional teams in that second game, which is why so many people got to hear a lot of Randy Hahn. And back in the day, Drew Romenda doing Sharks games on NBCSN because they'd just pick up the Sharks feed as they were an NBC affiliate, effectively. They were part of the NBC family with Comcast. You think it's some coincidence that Eddie Olchuk, Keith Jones, despite what anyone's personal opinions on the the quality of the work are, that these two employees of regional sports under the giant Comcast, whatever their corporate 
evil corporate overlord name is today. Is it any wonder why they were on all these national broadcasts? No, because it was cheaper. Well, in a lot of cases, it was they were regionally close. They could build a they could build a team with with members of the family, so to speak, that were regionally close. You know, it's a cheap flight for them to get from Philly to Boston, so Keith could do a Boston Chicago game. You know, yeah. And all TNT is worrying about is is there a Delta hub we can get these people from? That's yeah. it. St. Louis, wherever. Uh, Mr. Rick Tockett may or may not be a future head coach because um, he's just on the sidelines. Yeah, just St. Louis to Atlanta, easy. Chicago to Atlanta, easy. Yeah. Anywhere from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And yet a team in that city couldn't work. I only wonder why. Hmm. Mm, it's almost like their uh, team ownership wasn't very good. Yeah, and they didn't have a sales department for corporate sponsorships because it's a big American city. There's no corporations headquartered in Atlanta. What are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody nobody important in the world of soft drinks headquarters in in Atlanta. Not a single, not that I saw in former, you know, Thrasher's broadcasts ever because... Why would a, a large corporations based in major metropolitan cities ever want to spend advertising dollars, uh, whether it be on the side of a building or, you know, just kind of on the outskirts of what's on display? I have no idea. So you'll forgive me. I, I need to get to a hockey game later at the Dr. Pepper Center in mm-hmm. Dallas. Oh, interesting. And then, and then I've got to I've got to catch a flight and hit the um, the the. Solar America Center in San Jose, mm-hmm. and the Toyota Center down in um, L.A. Well, I mean, God. it makes you wonder why there isn't a Walmart Center anywhere in the world, or you know, because they're from they're from Arkansas, but what? You know, they're one of the biggest employers in the Phoenix area. <gasps> yeah, it's because labor laws. That's because labor laws in Phoenix are really suspect. I uh, know. Arizona, generally. Yeah. That's why Bank of America and Wells Fargo are also there. <gasps> the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the track. Um, <clears throat> boy, we really got sort of econ- geopolitical, economical there. Did uh, I mean? I was I was listening to a lot of economic shows as I was catching up over the weekend. Um, mm, I'm so sorry. Oh no, these ones are fun. Uh, okay, then I'm not no. sorry. Yeah, they freely admit to geek out over certain um, uh, economics uh, reports or textbooks that come out, but they they're upfront and say. Yeah, we geek out on these like you, you know, normal people geek out on television shows. And it makes it a little fun. And they're only 10 minutes long, so. Mm. See, another brilliant idea. Uh, semi-professional sports league. <laughs> a daily 10-minute show on just something going on. 
pioneering the 10 minute webisode. Mm-hmm. Like Devin mm-hmm. Banks and 30 Rock. <laughs> so, let's see. What were, well, Houston. Houston, that's what we were talking about, right? Houston? No, major American cities that uh, have a bunch of big corporations. Yeah. Um, uh, no, we weren't talking about that at all. No, we were talking Fourth largest city in the country, Houston? No, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about how people ripped off our 3v3 idea. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was... and Patrick's. They combined mine and Patrick's ideas. Yep. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it was your question not too long ago, Mr. Clark, mm-hmm. that um, apparently some people heard and went, hey, those two, you know, the, the Patrick and that Cassie had some, hey, we should go make a league, just like they suggested. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> I had not heard about this. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's what what next you're gonna tell me they got a bunch of different people who are in various Hall of Fames to you know make the thing work? Mm-hmm. Oh. Brand, or yeah, name recognition and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean you, you can't get more hockey in name recognition than Craig Patrick, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, the Patrick family. Again, this is a last name, not my first name. Mm-hmm. Um is is synonymous with hockey in the United States. Yeah, it used to be a division for a completely different family, but huh. This is blowing my mind. Hmm? Someone's stealing ideas from this podcast. Why? Who would have thought? Never, never happened before, has it? No. <laughs> and it'll never happen again. Oh. Clearly this is a one-off. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know. So weird. <sighs> so is this new, so it sounds like a new league. Are they getting a bunch of, you know, uh, retread coaches? Are there enough retread coaches? I mean, Elaine Vigneault hasn't been fired yet. And when's the last time someone went back as a coach for the third time in a certain city? Hmm. Well, Peter DeBoer is slowly making his way back east, you know, because he made that he made that jump from from New Jersey to San Jose, and now he's in Vegas. You know, once he's fired from Vegas, he'll probably land in St. Louis. You know, but does he speak, crawl. Does he speak French though? That's the question. Um, no. Uh, all right. Why, why do you keep bringing up Captain Von Trapp? You just leave him alone, okay? Well, I, I, I'm thinking general manager material kind of thing, you know? Oh, dear God, no. Because <laughs> what, what, what do people like to do with, with head coaches after they've been coaching for a while? Oh, well, we already have a coach. Let's just hire him as a general manager. I mean, John McClare has never coached, and he is going to be a coach in this new 3v3 league. So. Oh, but does he have the physique of a, a early 1990s coach? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you but, but he he'd yes. also be one who could still just scare the living lights out of a goaltender with his shot. Oh, gotcha. Oh. I mean, it's a weekend league. For nine, for two months, you know, just a little over two. I mean, come on. 
Is it going to be, is it going to turn into a player coach? That's the question. Will he be able to stop himself from playing? I don't know, but I think it'd be funny if they did require player coaches because I would love to see Grant Fuhrer in net <laughs> out there and Keith Carbono out there. <laughs> calling that calling out line changes from the are, net. Are you saying there's a reason none of these coaches were more or less defensemen or defenders? Awful lot Larry, awful Larry lot Murphy. of forwards. Awful well, it's because he's no. smart. It's because nobody realizes that defenders exist even after they retire unless they talk a lot like Chris Chelios. And and ladies and gentlemen, let us not forget the one thing that they did do that was brilliant. Angela Ruggiero. Yes. Yes. So, you know. So we should all give it a chance just because of that. Yes. Now, will we see coaches from the three ice? They could have consulted us for a name because we had better ones. Yes. Um, but then again, they probably didn't want to infringe on our trademarks. They can mm. steal the idea, just not the trademark. Um, will we see any of the coaches from the three ice get promoted to NHL duties after a while? Huh? I mean, well, I mean, how many of them have played in the NHL? Let's see. There's more. Uh, to, uh, yeah. <laughs> all, all of them except for Angela, and that's only because. So yes, all of them except for <laughs> all of them except for Angela will end up getting you know looked at for NHL head coaching or at least assistant jobs. Oh, I would love to. I would just. I would just. She have. won't though because you know of course she's never played in the NHL. God forbid. So as she's winning the three ice cups. Yeah, yeah. she'll never get a lick. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because Carbonos, she never played in the NHL. Carbonos due for a, a re-entrance into the league. Oh God, that's right. He's been really quiet for since Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes you wonder why his name hasn't been brought up in all the uh, Montreal rumors. Mm, I've seen I'm it once or the, twice, but well, not, not like of, seriously. I'm guessing a lot of the press don't, don't care for him. Well, yeah, you know, he's not in the province, at least that I know of. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, um... Those idea stealing bastages. And we even have reasonable fees. I mean, come on. Unbelievably reasonable. <laughs> Our sales department phone lines are open. And contact us via Twitter, email, carrier pigeon. I don't care. I think I still have some string and tin cans. There we go. Make it work. Smoke signals. You know, my smoke signal reading has really gotten bad. Um, Mm. There was a fire recently, and I showed up with a six-pack of beer (laughs) instead of the fire department because, you know. Well, you know, it's it's, it's Wenatchee. It's all Wenatchee's fault. Don't worry about it. This is true. 
the source of all the wildfires in Washington. Hmm. Or at least 90% of them. Well, you you guys aren't having all the fun because we're starting to get those here in the East Coast. So. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, before we get any further into our geopolitical, <laughs> socioeconomic rant. And we're not even talking the Olympics. It's amazing. Because I don't care. I'm so sick of hearing the talk about players who might or might not be on list. And who are, I don't care. I really despise yucking someone else's yum, but it is the... God, I don't care about that tournament. I really seriously don't. <laughs> it's okay. It's not the best thing ever. Uh, but it's best on best. No, it really isn't. Please and it up. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be quote-unquote best on best because they should be making teams that actually are... Teams. Teams. And not an all-star team. Because you get an all-star team of players, they're all going to be looking at each other going, well, who's going to carry us? <laughs> you know? And then they do nothing, and they fall flat. And you're looking around going, you guys should all have been doing things. Why weren't you? So, you know, so, it's like... Oh, 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 because it's everyone's a coach. And as we've established, coaches don't do anything. It's just... But enough about Travis Green. It's just the Edmonton Oilers. They'd all just look at Connor... Go do things. Yeah. They'd, be, they'd be like that meme of the person with the stick poking something. Yeah. It'd be a picture of Connor McDavid and the rest do of the something. guys would be in the turkey butthole uniforms just poking Connor McDavid. Yeah, nobody would something. be doing anything. They'd all be waiting for him to do it. And this all is akin this is all akin to like contractual like league contraction arguments where oh yeah, let's make all these teams better. Like their third pairing defensemen better. Yeah, that's really going to help offense and low creativity. No, because you put more robots with other robots and you get predictable results. Well, not just predictable results, but also just like nothing. Because, you know, you put and it's particularly bad in hockey. It's bad in other sports because it's, it's a bunch of egos vying for each other. But in hockey, it's all everybody sitting back going, all right, so who's going to do something? And after a few garbage weeks in this league, this early fall, soon to be winter season, a 6 5 Ottawa Colorado game is kind of fun. And I like that every once in a while. Let, let's keep nights like that. Yeah, but then that would mean that coaches would actually have to do something to reproduce those kind of result results. Oh, the sound you just heard was my head hitting the desk. I'm just <laughs> so done with the Olympic stuff. All right, sir, so are we ready for my question? Oh, please, Hold God. <laughs> All right, so we... Free me from this hell. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm stuck in the same box. Um, so... We talked briefly about the Philadelphia Flyers, and uh, they're supposedly looking to make some changes. One of the rumored changes is Claude Giroux being traded somewhere. Um, he's 33, will be a UFA next summer, has an $8.75 million cap hit, and a no-movement clause. However, who do you think could use a player like Claude Giroux before the trade deadline this season? 
This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.